Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast for the Rubber Boy anime that we like to call One Piece. It's also the real name of it. Doesn't really matter what we like to call it. We're back to Marineford. Uh, my name is Joe. As always, I'm joined by Jory. How are you, Jory? Um, I'm great. I love to uh, watch, put on, put on my favorite Rubber Boy show to watch all the Rubber Boy antics in which he does a whole lot all yep. the time. He's always talking and conscious <laughs> in the show. Um, <laughs> this is a stretch of episodes. We're talking 484 to 490. Uh, this week on the podcast, this is a stretch where literally every episode has some world-changing event happen. I would, I would, <laughs> I would suggest some maybe bigger than others, but uh, literally every episode has something. Someone shows up, something happens, and it's like, okay, this might as well happen. <laughs> like every time, uh, and I'm really, really excited. I, I was talking to Andrew about it, where I was like, oh, we should just make our third episode get all the A stuff out of the way, and then I, and I was like, it'll still be fine because the fourth episode still has like 500 more reveals. Like Ace <laughs> is the big thing. I was, you know, always worried about you being spoiled on it, but there's still like 20 other things about Marineford that are big deal. <laughs> and this is kind of where a lot of stuff comes out in the wash, even if, yes, Luffy goes completely nonverbal and we don't hear from him or see how he's doing for a little bit. But yeah, we're in it. This is that we're, we're, we're about to be out of it. This is the end of the summer war. It is crazy to think about it. We've been here for it's it's weird because we've been here for so long. And we've gone through so much, but because this is kind of the turning point in our podcast where we hit our goal to do twice a month, it doesn't feel as long as some other things have felt. <laughs> yeah. It's it's an interesting sort of a uh, quickness that comes with it. I guess we'll just save all of those or the, those takes and reactions to when, when we get to them in the, in the discussion and the recap. So we'll just dive right in now to episode 484. Um, did you remember that Ace died? <laughs> <laughs> uh no, I completely forgot. I was just I was booting up. I was like, Hell yeah, I can't wait to see what uh Luffy and his and his very alive brother get up to. <laughs> and uh oh whoops, whoops, forgot. This episode starts with a, a grim reminder of where we were last time. I didn't I skipped a lot of these recaps, but I would have to assume much like the constant reminders of Luffy losing his crew, all of these episodes are like, here's footage of Ace dying again. Oh, surprisingly, no. Okay. I guess, uh, especially when quickly, it gets. There, some stuff happens that you need to worry about instead. Yes. Pretty quick. <laughs> yes, ab- absolutely. Um, I do, I do think uh, the, the world responding to live footage of Ace being killed probably makes a lot of people be like, shit, okay, this, I need to, yep. Uh, all right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll get to. Um, but yes, we start off with uh, that exact moment. Uh, Luffy remembers he has a flashback to a saying, I'll never die as long as I have a little kid who needs protected, um, which makes us sad, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. We see Garp crying. We get uh, an, an interesting flashback, interesting for reasons I won't say, of... Luffy and Ace sharing sake cups. Oh, that, that's interesting considering a flashback they show in like an episode or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very, uh, it's just a very like important like symbol of now we are brothers, if not in blood or uh, we're relate, like we are sharing this moment together. And we've seen actually, you know, Shanks and Whitebeard have sake together. 
Shanks' giant fucking cup, <laughs> if you remember. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we we have a flashback to Ace and Luffy sharing that, and they're like, oh, all we need to do is share this together and we'll be brothers. Yeah, so then we have like two minutes of everyone at Marineford crying and reacting to this, because last time we really just focused on him talking directly to Luffy, uh, and now we are like, oh, wait, everyone else is here too. Everyone's sad about this, huh? Uh, Saba Odi's also seeing this, of course. Uh, and this is the point where Luffy goes into a full shutdown. He will be nonverbal for the rest of this podcast episode. Uh, <laughs> and just, yeah, he just slumps over, eyes go white. He he is both physically exhausted and now emotionally exhausted. And, uh, yeah, Popeye shows over, he's done. Aka Inu comes to kill him and he dies and the show ends right there. Yep. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, wait, just kidding, Marco blocks it. Yeah, thank Remember you, him? Marco. Thanks, mm-hmm. Marco. Good buddy. Uh, Jinbei, our dad, grabs Luffy uh, and starts to carry him away. And I believe it's Marco who's saying that like, the memory of Ace needs to be fought for and protected here. He may be gone, but his spirit will live on and will protect Luffy to make sure Ace lives on through Luffy. Which, like, the fact that they've all known Luffy has existed for, like, two hours and are just like he is as important to us. Like he's family of Ace. Therefore he is family of us. Mm-hmm. It's just like really effective. Yeah. I, I like how I've said it before, but how Whitebeard when he first shown is a scary, intimidating, composing man, but he's a very good man. We learn quickly. And so is everyone that's ever worked for him besides Blackbeard. <laughs> yeah. Blackbeard's really the only one I think who's ever been a shit. <laughs> Do you think we'll talk about Blackbeard soon? <laughs> Uh, there's uh you know as long as we talk about him uh and no one else because i have some things to say yeah we'll get into it <laughs> but uh for now marco is gonna hold off uh aka inu jinbei is running away with uh luffy and aka inu's like no you don't and starts to chase jinbei but uh i think someone hold on Whitebeard is there <laughs> it sure is he just like literally, you know, just kind of stops because you can sense the energy of Whitebeard about to fuck him up. Uh, and he does. He punches him with earthquake, earthquake power. <laughs> he, just, like, he whips his ass for like a up. solid five minutes. Like I blinked and missed him jumping into the air, but he like does a fuck. He like jumps up and does like a down B attack. And it, <laughs> he sure does. It's this, just like this ground thing, pound, but with earthquake. The thing that's wild about this to me is that like it just took... Like, there's no point, like, it makes me think that the only reason he wasn't going, like, sicko mode is because (laughs) his power is so huge, it could inevitably, like, hurt Ace. So, like, now that he doesn't have to worry about that, he's just gonna, just gonna fuck people up now. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, I think there is a, a large area of effect with his attack, and he was, like, for, like, the fact that he's there with his crew and is trying to save someone does mean, like, he probably has to keep a lid on things to a certain extent also he's just very old i imagine kind of like we see happen with luffy he could overexert his body and kill himself by just fighting too hard (laughs) but but like we've already seen multiple moments of like whitebeard fully aware that this is his final battle yeah and i think the fact that ace is lost it pushes that to an even higher scale of just like i'm going to put literally every breath i have into killing aka inu and um 
he seemingly succeeds because he like breaks Marineford into literal puzzle pieces, like just chasms everywhere now uh, into the water below. And Akainu falls into one. Yep. He's gone forever, surely. Oh, man, I wish. Yep. Uh, so that happens. It's devastating to watch in a cool way uh, <laughs> because we root for Whitebeard. And uh, after it kind of calms down, the pirates, the Whitebeard pirates that have uh, joined up here realize that Whitebeard has also separated himself away from all of them. And it is just him against the Marines. And he's, I mean, it's very clear what he's doing. And uh, Marco, who I guess now is the top of the command just by circumstance i guess he is he's the first fleet commander so that makes sense anyway yeah like in the discord i know people were talking about how like there isn't really a chain of command like there's just like the top ranked people but from some other stuff that they have shown that they show in an episode or two marco seems like he's one who has had the longest tenure and they probably I, I can imagine this is just me theorizing uh, mm-hmm. with within a massive pirate crew. That's how you would kind of go through chain of command with the ranking is who's been around the longest. Like, yeah, it also, and I think like, you can easily way, respect that. <laughs> yeah. And I think the way that the show works, too, is that usually correlates with with strength to a decent uh, extent, mm-hmm. at least like, you know, we see Luffy and uh, like Zoro being the, the top two. Sanchi isn't the third to join, but he is distinctly stronger than Nami and Usopp, unfortunately. But yeah, no, I, it's, it's interesting, too, because like Marco being the first fleet commander and you do feel that like seniority with him. He feels more like an older brother to Ace than he does a second in command to, to Whitebeard. Like he feels so much younger. Like you would think it would be he, he's kind of like this weird sweet spot of like not as old as everybody. So he's like kind of still limber and can fight stronger than a lot of them. It's interesting. Marco's cool. He's a cool dude. He is. And uh, he's very determined to save as many people as he can, especially Luffy. I was, I was looking for this in my notes. Uh, before Whitebeard turns the place into a bunch of little rubble pieces, Akainu lands a r- another really nasty attack on Whitebeard. Oh. So now he has two holes in him. There's two holes in, uh, like, half of a mustache. Yeah, his, his mustache <laughs> gets burned. Forgot about that. He's separated from the pirates. Marco orders retreat, trying to get everybody out of there. We see that Hancock wants to check on Luffy. She's very concerned for her husband-to-be. <laughs> so she's off trying to do that. As everyone's starting to retreat, Marco's like, hey, I'm going to stick around. He's like, I'll, I'll disobey for a little bit because I'm not going to leave until... I see the actual end of this for Whitebeard, um, who is just fucking devastating mobs of people. He's he's going real pirates warrior mode on this, um, which, of course, as you can expect, Whitebeard is broken in those games. <laughs> he's very big and has a very big staff and can make earthquakes happen. See, I like that. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's happening. We have a scene of... Someone walking through the headquarters, best fallen guards. I'm sure that's nothing and not important. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe we recognize his laugh. That's not important. Uh, back outside. Mm. Oh, what's, what's that in the distance? Why is there a mountain next to Marineford all of a sudden? Oh, hold on, that's a man. Why is there a big man? Who is that big man? Oh, wait, hold on, there's some people on the scaffolding. So, y- y- you're... Here's where we get to when I decided 
I don't know if I like One Piece anymore. Oh, no! <laughs> because the, there's a big man with a black beard, you know, Marshall Teach Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. And then he is just joined by his usual crew members, you know, the cool, the cool, like, guy with the sniper rifle, the yeah. cool pro wrestler. And then he's he has some new fucked up, horrible abominations of what I presume are supposed to be human beings. But yes, their I disagree. Are I hate crazy. them. I do not like them, especially the drunk guy. Fuck him. I I hope he dies like in real <laughs> life somehow. Like they bring the character to life and then he dies. I do not like looking at him. I I like the I like most of these people Roger less than Rabbit, I like Pearl. Ask, pull him out. Put him in the dip. <laughs> yes. Melt him. That. <laughs> All right. Like, get judged. I'd rather see case. Pearl. I would much rather see Pearl than some of these monsters. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, what was someone was talking about how. Uh, it's it's a spoiler actually, but like compared to something we haven't seen, the the half human, half anthro zone types aren't that bad. It just reminded me of that. Also, I do want to bring this up on the podcast. We talked a lot about the dog hat club, and apparently we both missed that the Dalmatian guy is just a zone type user, and that's just his mid human dog form. And it just looked to us like a dog hat. But apparently his legs are dog legs, and we just didn't see them. <laughs> That's fucked up. It is. Anyways, uh, speaking of fucked up stuff, Blackbeard's here. Yeah, he sure is. And he With, does uh, have some new friends. The thing that I think is cool about it is when they were in, like, level six or whatever in Impel Down, there's like, there's all these fucked up prisoners in here. And I'm like, okay, why should I care about these names? It means something. And now they're here. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. Payoff. And uh, it's interesting, too, that we might not have even heard of them up to this point, uh, because it it is pointed out to us, I, maybe just by some random Marines, I'm not sure who says it, but a lot of these prisoners are so bad that they had been erased from history. Like, the Marines had scrubbed all, like, like the way that apparently there's a blank century, a lot of these people were so bad that they have removed their existence from, like, common knowledge. The Marines sure do like to uh, work history, huh, don't they? Sure do. It's scary to think about. <laughs> but yeah, they name off a couple of them. I don't have their names pulled up, uh, but they are very bad uh, looking. I mean, it's an artistic, it's an artistic choice to make them look yeah, absolutely. dog shit. I mean, it's they, make a, they look like bad guys. They look yeah. like fucked up bad guys. <laughs> and one of them is the largest man to ever exist. He is just kind of standing in the ocean and looking over Marineford. He looks like a mix between like a fish man and a giant. He's something. I don't know what's up with him. I believe that one's San Juan something. Hmm. I don't remember. One of them is a lady. Representation. Yeah, she looks like she looks like she's Elvita's mom. A little bit, yeah. That's, a that's good what call. she. Lo- that's what she looks like. She'd be is like before one, like before Elvita had the fruit, like when she just was the haha fat ugly mm-hmm. lady character. Uh, that looks like it. she could be her mom because that's like a scary looking woman. Yeah, um, and of course Shiryu has joined as well. Yeah, so that's the Blackbeard Pirates. They've doubled their numbers. We'll learn a little bit more about how that happened in a second. I just want to point out that in the dub, the last line of this episode is Sengoku looking to Blackbeard and saying, fat bastard. <laughs> that's pretty good. Don't know what he said in the original show, but that's what he says in the dub. And I was like, "There's that's insane <laughs> that he just says that. <laughs> I didn't say anything like that, so here's the reason why dubs are better. Uh, that's the end of that episode, though. So right off the gate, shit's bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what will happen now that Blackbeard has shown up? 
And he's on the side of the Marines, because, you know. Is he? He's a warlord. He's on his own side, I would say. In quotations, he's a warlord. <laughs> yeah, he was briefly a warlord uh, for very specific reasons. Uh, 485. Sengoku is like, what the fuck happened at Impel Down? Uh, and the skinny person, what's, I don't know any of these characters' names. I should find out. Lafayette? Lafayette is apparently the skinny fucked name. Uh-huh. Is the, is, has like the, the staff, like a cane. And a top hat. He's apparently the navigator of the Blackbeard Pirates. I don't care about that. But I can't wait for Nami to fight him. Yeah, surely. Um, but they uh, reveal that they have a hypnotism power and they hypnotized the guards to get in like down to the lower levels of Impel Down. Uh, and they were like, we had control over the gates of justice. So Whitebeard uh, is like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to fight blackbeard now <laughs> i'm going to kill this man because he not only killed thatch but is instrumental to ace dying here so um marco wants to help whitebeard says no this is my fight and uh now they fight <laughs> blackbeard has his fucked up darkness powers which can nullify the earthquakes and <laughs> man that's that sucks that he can just do that yeah it's it's fucked up like how how, how do you beat that I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. Actually, I, I have an idea of how you can beat it. Like, <laughs> just push him into the water. <laughs> yeah, just like, I don't know, smoker, just like poke him with, with your, with your sea prism stone. Yeah, baton. it would like, have to be like that or talky or something, I guess, but I don't know. You, you know, I feel like there'd be some bullshit where he's like, ha ha ha, it's even immune to hockey. Eating while eating a pie. Yeah, absolutely. That's that he has two character traits. <laughs> Three. The other one is being an asshole. That's true. So but of course, he is still able to take damage and stuff hurts. Uh, mm-hmm. Whitebeard hits him and cuts him and then hits him with an earthquake to the face. Yeah. I, I do like uh, Whitebeard's line about how he's the only one who doesn't consider a son. That's the, yeah. uh, that, that's the, the Whitebeard Pirates version of I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Uh huh. Pop, pop. <laughs> pop, pop. Just disappointed in you. Um, yeah, he, he gets so mad, Whitebeard, that he starts steaming and he goes to, to kill Blackbeard, finish him off. But, uh, Blackbeard, the fucking... It's weird how this is, like, the most cowardly thing to ever happen in this show, that he just pulls out a gun and shoots him. Yeah. It's, there's something really... Like, maybe it's because of, like, the way all of these fights typically go, that it just feels so undermining well, and... He, well, that's that's not what, like... I, I think him pulling out the gun and shooting, like, that's... I think it's him getting all of everyone else to join him in doing it is what's like yeah really cowardly about it because we see so much of like there's an understanding of stay out of the the fight. Yeah, he does he doesn't let Marco happen. help him. Yeah. And then Blackbeard starts shooting him and is like, "All right, all of my crew, come join me in shooting this old man to death." And they do. <laughs> Swiss cheese him. Yeah, it's rough to watch. It lasts for a little while. <laughs> it does. This reminded me of a scene in uh, Dragon Ball uh, Resurrection F. Uh, what happens towards the end is like 
Goku is getting ready to kill Frieza. Like, I don't think he'd actually kill him, but, like, finish him off, basically, in the anime way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frieza's assistant, who has, like, a laser beam ring on his finger, just shoots Goku through the heart and kills him. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it, it just feels so absurd to have happen when they're, like, these super powerful beings and he just gets blasted through the heart with the laser beam and dies. Mm-hmm. But then, like, in, in it, uh, a super god being turns back time. <laughs> because of course. they could just do that. Because Goku's not going to die. Of course not. Sounds like a bad movie. <laughs> uh, it, it's good for the most part. That part's really stupid. But yeah. <laughs> So that happens. Shot through the heart. You're to blame. <laughs> and we get some flashbacks. Whitebeard, in his final moments, is remembering a conversation he had once with one Goldie Roger. Roger says, I'm going to die one day. You want to know where the one piece is? And Whitebeard's like, no, not really. <laughs> you want to know where the white piece is? Where, where the piece is? Also, because I feel like this is important information. I can tell you how to get to Raftel if you want. I don't want to go there. I'm going to die soon. Yeah, well, that's where the one piece is. That's what he's oh, offering. Oh, that is? Yeah, that's what he's oh. offering. That's the name of the treasure on the Grand Line. Hmm. And we'll get there one day, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Another important part of this conversation is he's like, man, I wish the Marines would say my name correctly. And Whitebeard's like, this is young Whitebeard, of course, his hair's blonde. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Your name's called Roger. And he's like, yeah, but the, it's Goldie, you know? I got the D. <laughs> and Whitebeard's like, you know, I got some pirates rolling with me who also have that D in their name. What's up with that? What does it stand for? And Roger's like, ha! And that's it. I'll tell you. I can tell you. I'll tell you right after this commercial break. And then they go, and we don't see it. They discuss the D. Um, the will of the D, as it were. And back in the present, Whitebeard, barely conscious, says to to Blackbeard that he is not the one that Roger is waiting for. He will not be the king of the pirates. And then he says, more war will come from this. Uh, and the treasure will turn the world upside down. And in his final moments, much like Roger before him, he yells that the One Piece is real. And everyone hears it. And Sengoku's really mad about it. (laughs) Because, of course, this is just like this. Sengoku wants to suppress pirates with this victory symbolically. He's like, "If, if we can kill Whitebeard, the piracy will end. But in reality, Whitebeard's like, keep going. The One Piece is real. I am I am going, but you will not. And he yells that out to everybody. Saba Odi, of course, hears it. The world hears it. <laughs> he apologizes to his crew that he ever let Teach join them. He thinks about his family, and he dies. F in the chat for Whitebeard. I I like his uh the the flashback he, he has to like that scene we saw a little bit ago. Like you're fucking weirdo. How come you don't you don't want treasure? And like I have what I always wanted as a kid, a family. And yeah, showing like his all the his crew growing. That's really nice. Yeah, so that was all he ever wanted. And I I love the narration at the end of this episode that says Whitebeard suffered two hundred sixty seven sword attacks and one hundred fifty two gunshots and forty six cannonballs, but there are no marks on his back. And it shows his big his big tattoo. And then we get a to be continued. He's never run away. Never, never run away. He fights head on. At this point, Ace and Whitebeard are dead. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Luffy's comatose and running away, probably going to die. <laughs> Who could say? Uh, we're not. We're nowhere near done quite the end of this war yet. Uh, episode 486. I feel like we're moving very quickly, which is fine, because there's more big shit we'll probably have to unpack as we go. <laughs> and there's there's action. Yes. Like, it's a lot of, like, action. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, like, whole fights that'll just be, like, there's the show has to keep moving so we don't even have time to watch them. Yeah. For, there's one episode in particular I'll talk about that. Uh, but 486, news is spreading across the world that Ace and Whitebeard have died. Uh, Rayleigh is watching this in Sabo Odi and tearing up, says goodbye, old friend, to Whitebeard. Back at Marine for Doflamingo is, of course, laughing because he's a maniac. Doflamingo's just the Joker. He is the Joker. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Aka Inu is still alive. No. Of course, people don't die in this show except for two of them. <laughs> except for these two. When we <laughs> This is very funny. A, a while ago, we streamed uh, when Pirate Warriors 4 came out. Um, we streamed a couple episodes of that. And one of us joked, Andrew was there too. One of us joked, I think it was maybe you, that like, oh, no one dies in one piece. And then uh, Andrew's like, well, except for Roger. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember Plaquas texting me and just like with a very sad face, like, no, only Roger. Haha, <laughs> they laugh because now we're here. Now we know. Yeah. Ace and Whitebeard, rip. It's like Pokemon. The Pokemon don't die, they get KO'd. Uh huh. Well, not anymore, motherfucker. <laughs> nope, now people just die. Yep, and it like, matters. Like, like Luffy, probably. Yeah, yeah, the show's gonna end here soon. Um, and it'll become an... I don't know. what. <laughs> Soga King's the main character now. Um, Bakinu is still alive. He manages to land on some rebel and melt the land with his lava and get back up to the top. He... It takes so much fucking damage in these next couple episodes. I'm surprised he is still alive. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's running away now, including our good boy, Buggy. <laughs> uh, Buggy's wonderful. Buggy has a whole bit where like we basically see Blackbeard arriving and the death of Whitebeard from Buggy's perspective. I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't kill Whitebeard. This is maybe a bit too much. I think they're just so strong. <laughs> and uh, he goes to leave. And uh, I don't even remember how they spin it, where they're just like, oh, it's He's compassionate. He he knew he shouldn't fight Whitebeard now or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the one spin that happens later is the only one that I think has like a good justification that like has a legitimate justification for it. But when we get mm -hmm. there, that's that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I love Bucky. It's incredible how perfect he is in the, this last stretch of episodes, um, which I'm excited to talk more about when we get there. Uh, but for now, yeah, he just gets his little tight five and um, we go back to business. Blackbeard says he has a show to put on. I'm curious. Uh, I mean, by the end of this episode, like 486, we know what it is. But I'm mm -hmm. curious what's going through your mind as he they put a big like sheet over Whitebeard and Blackbeard goes under it. And at the end of the episode, we figure out what he's doing. What is going through your head? What is your one fear? Um, I thought the series was going to get really dark and he was going to like weekend at Bernie's uh, white beard to do like a fucked up joke and like fuck with his crew. Like I thought the series, it was just going to get really weird and dark <laughs> for a bit. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then it what happened strange. instead is 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 also fucked up, but not that kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it is like they just put a sheet over a man's corpse so he can do something behind it. We don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he has a show to put on. And at the end of the episode, 
Uh, we'll see what that is. But for now, Jinbei is talking to an unconscious Luffy that's under his arm, and he's running, trying to get away and save the boy. And uh, we have a uh, Jinbei thinks back to his time in the cell with Ace, where Ace is like, "Hey, if I do die, can you please look after my little brother?" And Jinbei's like, "Look, Ace, I respect you, but I don't. I'm not going to inherently." respect your brother just because of you like i i can't just do that i i i protect the people i care about but i don't i can't just i, I but then it basically it boils down to jinbei being like i'm going to do what you want anyway ace because now luffy has earned that respect on his own which is cool it's interesting yeah. it's, it's a very interesting like character beat for jinbei to be like ace i'm not just gonna care about someone because you tell me to but I'm happy I get to honor her wishes anyway. Yeah. That's that's the Jinbei Luffy relationship <laughs> set now. Um Hancock can't go after Luffy right now, which is what she's worried about, but she does beat up some pacifista, uh, which are targeting him and Jinbei. But the Whitebeard pirates gather around to protect Luffy. If he's Ace's brother, he's our brother. Yeah. I like Jinbei's like plan too. It's like I'll be able to stand a good chance if I'm if I'm in the water and he like jumps over the wall and is like, shit, it's ice. Guess I'm dead. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and he uh ugh, maybe that's later. But um uh yeah, Aka Inu is uh coming up on Jinbei. Sure is. And uh yeah, the, the the Whitebeard pirates are trying to protect him and help him. Um Ivankov charges in. Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, a later moment where Jinbei jumps over the wall. He's not there yet. But for now, they're still in the plaza. Ivankov charges in with some winks inazuma cuts up the ground makes a big wall uh around him and uh they, they're holding him back for a little bit that's nice ivankov actually like winks through the magma and it like separates which is cool that's a uh, i'm i'm wondering about how that power is supposed to work it's it, who cares his winks <laughs> he does a big wink and it shoot a big how does mihawk slice for 20 miles <laughs> it's a comic book well no because he's got a big sword that makes sense to me you you got me there <laughs> yeah so they're holding off aka inu and uh well we'll guess we're back to blackbeard let's check back in on that magic show they remove the curtain doesn't seem like anything's happened it's still just a oh, yeah. tall dead white beard and blackbeard walks up and he's like you know I think I'm going to quit being a warlord now. <laughs> I got all I needed out of it. <laughs> because look at this. And he puts up one hand and it's got his black hole power still. He's like, yeah, I still got this sick darkness power. Killed a man for it. <laughs> all of this is basically in consequence to that. But look at my other hand. A bubble. <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute. I think I've seen that bubble before. And he pulls his hand back in a very familiar motion that we've seen uh, Whitebeard do. And he shows off that he now has also the earthquake fruit. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, you know, with there still being like uh, 500 episodes that happen, that's, uh, that's a bit scary. Uh, yes. This is like the midpoint. Yeah. And, and it's at this point that Blackbeard's like, hey, surprise, motherfuckers. I have a weird fucked up body that allows me to survive with two devil fruits. And now I have presumably the two strongest ones ever. 
all of this was just a, a ploy, I guess, to get all of these people to fight and fuck up the power dynamics of the warlords, not the warlord, but like the emperors and the marines and get Whitebeard dead so he could take his power. Normal. And he gives a big speech to the people. He's like, this is, we're going into a new era. This is his era, he says. The era of Blackbeard. Which, to be fair, he's got the two really strong devil fruits. Sure does. What are we, and, and everyone's mad. Uh, the Marco is watching this and is like, the fuck is wrong with him? How is he able to do this? Like, Marines are like, I thought eating two devil fruits would just, like, kill you. Not him. Rip to them, but I'm different. <laughs> Literally that. <laughs> and also, how do you figure that out? Like, is he taking, like, is this whole thing a gamble for him? Where he's like, look, I've eaten a lot of pies, and when you eat a lot of pies, <laughs> you discover that your body can take two devil fruits. Uh, he, he, it has to be something he knew would work, like, because he, know, he, he knew that this was the best devil fruit that he wanted. He seems to have like a long like game plan. Like he knew ahead of time, yeah, that the devil fruit, like the the darkness fruit, was what he wanted, and then that allowed him to do the other jumping jacks he needed to do to get now this other fruit that he wanted. Like he he seems very meticulously planned out in all this shit. It's a bad. It's like sucks. I'm unhappy that it worked, but credit where it's due, I guess. <laughs> so that's terrifying. That this man who we already hated, who already had one overpowered fruit, is able to maintain another fruit that we recently discovered was overpowered and broken. And what really fucks me up, more so than the fact that he can have two of them. <laughs> Whatever, two of them. He is immediately good at using it. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what fucked me up. Was. Do you think, like, that, to me, that would be the conclusion to why this doesn't, like, end too horribly, is because... He doesn't have a handle on using it. So, like, he's like, ah, oh, fuck, I can't use it to fuck everything up right away. But no, he can. My assumption is that, like, I mean, he watched, he was on Whitebeard's crew. He probably watched him use it for years. Yeah. So he probably is just, like, thought about it so long that he, like, knows exactly, like, he's already, like, planned it out on, like, how to do certain things. But it is insane that he just immediately is, like, pulling off stuff on par with what Whitebeard was doing. Uh, scary. Yes. Why wasn't the the black hole fruit enough for you? <laughs> Why you already could nullify every other devil fruit? Why did you also need the other strong one? Uh, so you could also break things. Yeah, it, I mean, Whitebeard had the power to destroy the world, and now Blackbeard has that twice. <laughs> cool. I'm glad that he's seemingly the main antagonist for Luffy, and we've already seen Luffy be able to do nothing to him <laughs> uh cool uh 487 starts the headquarters of marineford is being crumbled into nothing uh which makes sengoku go back to his big golden buddha mode to fight blackbeard his damn self yep <laughs> and they just do they kind of just exchange blows for a while in the background of these next few episodes <laughs> the pirates are trying to escape uh marines are trying to stop them yada 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 uh, we cut back to Luffy, the Luffy squad, trying to protect him, save him. Akainu breaks out of his concrete cage and uh, fucks up Inazuma pretty rough. Yep. Uh, Ivankov has some lasers that come out of his hands. I like Ivankov's gag that he has. Uh, the face one? Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> oh no, my face is burned. 
<laughs> just kidding. I put on too much makeup today. Yep, it's just that. <laughs> I also like that when he removes the fake destroyed makeup, his face looks the same. But yes, uh, he all yeah. Ivankov gets hit pretty bad with uh, some magma. A lot of people just taking some sick magma attacks here. And uh, oh no, Ivankov's nails are melted too. Um, so after yeah, I, uh, Aka Inu punches back an attack from Ivankov. That's when they do the face gag again, which is very funny the first time and it fell down too. Now we're just getting like Aka Inu's just shooting down meteors everywhere. Like magma is falling from the sky again. This will surely just end poorly for everyone involved. Um, let's check on our old friend Kobe. Kobe's not doing very good. No, no, he's not. Describe to me Kobe's deal. Uh, Kobe is like, uh, let's see here. He he cannot fathom. He's like, no, no, we won. They're running away. We don't have to fight. No. And everyone's laughing as they're killing pirates. And he's like, no, he can't do this. This is fucked up. No, we can't. He's having like a breakdown because of it. But also, there's some there's something like going on that makes it seem similar to like a mantra type thing where he is like sensing lives being taken more than just in like a sense. Like you, you are extremely on the right path, I think, in that comparison. But yes, he can suddenly sense everyone's voice and he can also feel them disappearing when they die. Yeah. Scary. But we'll check on on him a couple times before we. Uh, fully flesh that out but that starts it's very overwhelming yes um this is uh where jin bay is like i gotta go to the water <laughs> and he jumps over the wall and whoops it's frozen guess i'm dead <laughs> and uh aka inu is comes up and uh jin bay tries to attack but it doesn't matter he like gets knocked down and aka inu reels up a, a magma attack that punches through Jinbei's chest, and it manages to go through him and hit Luffy. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> it's way less dramatic than I thought it'd be, but yeah. it, it happened. Happens when he's not even awake, and uh, his straw hat falls down onto the ice. He's been separated from his treasure. Um, we, that, we go to an eye catch. We come back. Jinbei lands on the ice. He's fucked up bad. He has a hole put in him. Not to the extent that Ace does. He's still alive. <laughs> yep. He's just fucked up really bad. Luffy's chest is steaming. He was hit. It's interesting how what what the scar ends up representing in this way, because it is it is from Aka Inu after he kills Ace. And it is yeah. a side effect of like Jinbei protecting him so he doesn't completely die. Yeah. Also just kind of like once he has the scar, it just looks cool. Spoilers. But yeah, Jinbei is still alive. And they're laying on the ice, and he's Luffy, still unconscious. He tells him to forgive him, and uh, Aka Inu walks up. He just wants to kill these guys. He's trying so hard to just be done with this and not have anything get away from him. Jinbei refuses to give up, though, now that he can really move. And uh, Aka Inu comes to finish them off for good. But who is that to show up and stop him? It's Crocodile. Yeah, crocodile. Uh, like I don't, I don't like Luffy, but I understand that the Marines are the bad guys. And yeah, it's like if they, if they successfully kill Luffy, then the Marines win, and fuck that. Yeah, crocodile has an honor among thieves kind of deal going on for him. Yeah, which, which is, is 
crazy. It fits, <laughs> if, 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 I, th- I think it fits with him pretty well, but also it's like it's fun that a, that a guy like, that Luffy beat like. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, too. I do think there's like he's, Luffy isn't even a weakling in his eyes because he is still able to hold him off. Um, yeah. If we remember like 40 episodes ago <laughs> when he stopped him from beating Whitebeard or fighting yeah. Whitebeard even. Um, but yeah, I think that's an interesting line too between Crocodile and Doflamingo, despite how similar they are. I think that's the thing, like, Doflamingo's like, I care about myself and however I have the most power. And Crocodile's like, fuck you, the Marines are always bad. <laughs> like, it, even though he was previously a warlord and was doing it for his own gain, he now is just like, no, the Marines need to to lose. Yeah. So he stirs up a little bit of a, uh, a sandstorm. And sends it off to carry. Like it lifts up Jinbei and Luffy. Um, he sends them up into the sky and is like, get away. If you're gonna try and save someone, do it fucking right. <laughs> and they get launched into the sky. And wouldn't you know it, Bucky's up there. <laughs> he accidentally catch <laughs> accidentally like, catches Jinbei. They and just Luffy. they he wasn't paying attention. And it they just run into Buggy, and he yeah. catches them, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing up here? And then uh, he has to dodge some big magma fists. He doesn't really want to help them. He just doesn't want to drop them either. And he's just like, he's dodging for his own health rather than anything. Uh, Jinbei's like, come on, Buggy, help us. We got to do something to take care of Luffy. Buggy says, good luck finding a doctor here. Why don't you just wait five minutes? Aki Inu is now being... Uh, Akainu is like trying to go after them, but uh, the Whitebeard commanders are again holding him off. They just make a fucking circle pit around him, basically. Like all these pirates are like, fuck you. We are the Luffy has rights squad. <laughs> and, um, you know, Sengoku is fighting Blackbeard. It's not really the our focus, but it's happening. Um, it's scary just to think about them exchanging blows. Yeah. He, he, the fact that anyone can hold off Sengoku is kind of just inherently scary, but Blackbeard especially, because we know that he's like both of these people, Luffy's probably going to have to fight <laughs> yep. and watching them do like earth destroying attacks is just like <laughs> cool. Luffy just died. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just find all of that so effective. Like, I think this sh- like the manga and the show as well, like they know the weight of this event. And, like, it knows exactly what it wants to plant in the viewer to worry about for later, which is great. So the ice is cracking, the world is ending, everything's bad. (laughs) Meanwhile, we cut underwater, and there's a yellow submarine arriving. (laughs) There sure is. It's the Beatles! Oh, no! New challengers appear! The Beatles are joining Marineford. I'm joking. We recognize (laughs) this doctor anywhere. (laughs) Trafalgar Law has joined the fight. He has. He's he's there. He saw Luffy on the screen and he's like, I love that boy. Oh, fuck. I, I got to get out of Sapodi and go help the <laughs> rubber boy. Yeah, he turns on the TV and he's like, meanwhile, Luffy's getting fucked up at Marineford. And Law's like, oh, fuck, I'm in love with him. <laughs> uh, and off he goes. Yeah, he did. We did see him leaving Sapodi. And um, yeah, he fucking shows up and the first thing that come out of his mouth when they get to the water is he yells up to buggy give me straw hat (laughs) give me straw hat yeah and then buggy instead of being like why or what are you doing or what are you doing here is who are you says 
what the fuck does straw hat you mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, the 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 like localization. I don't really remember him saying anything like that. I think he just said straw hat in the dub, which is boring. Um, Does he have like an accent or something in the dub? He it's kind of just um no he's just a dude um uh, but he I remember used to, I used to see fan subs translated as straw hatter like it's kind of just like mm. a adding an affectation to names thing. Yeah, that's definitely what I I see it as. Yeah. Because I, I think it's funny because it's him and um, Ivankov call, call Luffy Mugiwara Boy, which mm-hmm. I, keep, boy. I, I keep forgetting to bring it up when record, but it just makes me think of the 4Kids dub of Yu-Gi-Oh! How Pegasus just calls him Yugi Boy. Yugi Boy! Th- <laughs> that's what they should have got to voice <laughs> Ivankov, honestly. Oh, that's that's a really good choice, yeah. Um, Because he's great as Pegasus. Uh, he he's great in all he's all over four kids um i don't remember their name but they're great because that's is it this am i am i confusing voice actors is that the same guy as brock no he's uh, james james yeah that's it i was like he's in pokemon um anyways because i was gonna say that means he is in one piece if he's brock but no <laughs> anyways he might honestly be in the four kids dub of one piece somewhere just because of how much he works but you're googling it yeah I'm trying to think of other examples of that stuff, though. Like, uh, yeah, in the dub, Ivan Kav is saying Straw Boy. He's not in One Piece. He's in all the Yu-Gi-Oh's, uh, Sonic X, of Kirby, course. Pokemon, Ultimate Muscle. Isn't that like a drink you can buy at the store? <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate Muscle Milk. Uh, Robin used to call everyone Mr. or Mrs. I guess just probably Mr. Uh, Mrs. Navigator is probably the only... The example of Mrs. But like Mr. Swordsman or Mr. Oh, Straw yeah. Hat. Like uh, that. That's a. I don't remember. I think she probably stopped after Water Seven because she lets a lot of walls down after that. Yeah. And she puts the the cowboy hats away. But yes, Mugiwara. Yeah, very fun. And I I actually can perfectly imagine what Buggy's voice sounds like saying it in the in the original Japanese. Um, it's just ingrained into my head. Loss here, by the way. <laughs> yep. How that's for me. That's the tipping point of sure. What? Why not? <laughs> Basically, this, yeah. This might as well happen. Yeah, why not? I don't know the distance uh, from Marineford to Saba Odi, but uh, Saba Odi is pretty very far. close because yeah. they're uh, it's on Marineford is like near the red line. Yeah. So is Saba Odi, and yeah, he can just go. Like I think it. Is Marineford in the calm belt? I don't remember. I know, and I think it's just impel down. That is, anyways. None of this is important. Laws here, and he, for some reason, is like Straw Hat may be my enemy one day, but for now, I'm gonna help him. Only I can save him. <laughs> like he just knows how fucked up Luffy is. Um, and that's the end of that episode. Four eighty eight. I learned from. I decided to look up this episode on the wiki. I don't remember why. Oh wait, I do remember why. Um, but I learned that it is one chapter extended for a whole episode. Oh, okay. Um, which just there's like I don't know why they did. Um, I guess they just were like we want to build to this specific event or <laughs> some reason. But 488 is just one fucking chapter of the manga. A couple things happen. The Marines notice Law and start to shoot at him. Uh, they also shoot at Buggy. And uh, the Whitebeard Pirates are holding back uh, Aka Inu. 
and there's more reinforcements of Marines coming to fight the pirates. A lot of scenes are just like extended or like in the Mongo, they didn't check on like the Aka Inu fight or the Son Goku fight. They just added them in the show because they're happening right now. The, the, the main thing about this episode is Kobe's having a mental breakdown. Yeah, he is. It's a bummer. And Helmeppo can't do fucking anything <laughs> to help <Nope>. him. <laughs> I, Kobe can't even really describe what the fuck he's going through. Here's something cool that's not in the manga. Uh, Burgess goes to attack some Goku, but Garp knocks him down. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's so interesting how this scene flips the Marine for dynamic where we hate Blackbeard so much that we kind of root for the Marines. Like we kind of like early, I'm just describing my own experience, I guess, because really it's like both of these are like villains of our main characters, but like you, I, I find myself rooting for Sun Goku to break down Blackbeard, even like, and maybe that's because it's not like Aka Inu who has like no honor or anything I respect, but like Sun Goku and Garp have their own sort of uh, way of doing things that is more respectable in comparison to Blackbeard. Yeah, it's like, um, I don't know if there's a word for like a secondary antagonist, but that's kind of what the Marines are because they aren't, the Marines aren't as actively working in opposition as like Blackbeard is. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how they are two different bad forces in the world yeah that in different ways will interact with the straw hats yes <laughs> it's like i luffy's gonna probably have to fight both of these forces and you feel a little better about like him going up against the marines and uh the marines taking care of blackbeard because like blackbeard i feel like he's just like the thing i fear most for luffy is eventually having to face him again uh, speaking of which, Blackbeard decides to, um, make, uh, an even bigger earthquake that fucks up the whole world and shakes up, like, the oceans, causes a tsunami to go hit Saba OD, which is fucked up to think about. I guess they're yeah. that close. And that, that didn't happen with Whitebeard. It makes me wonder if, like, is Blackbeard going harder with it than Whitebeard could? Or was Whitebeard just, like, earthquaking responsibly maybe it's like i don't want to destroy the world i just want to destroy marine first so he's holding back and blackbeard's like fuck everybody but me <laughs> yeah i'm gonna turn it into fucking slopes the whole world is slopes now yeah fuck you and we don't have a clear answer which is maybe the scariest option um but there's a lot to think about um he should not be this strong though blackbeard uh it's bad Kobe, though, well, Kobe can sense everyone here and also can feel them disappearing. My read on this, and also the wiki agrees with me. I don't know if it's entirely confirmed, and that's why it's on the wiki, or just this is the consensus, that he is in front of us developing the observation hockey. And it's just like immediately he's just being overwhelmed by it. That, that seems likely. Um, I, I figure it's That's also always been what I thought it, it. I also think it is mixed in too with him, like being like, this isn't the Marines I joined. These are the bad yes. guys. This isn't the good force I wanted to be a part of. Yes, he, he yeah, he wants to uphold order and he is kind of seeing in front of him 
all of the superiors above him being not that. <laughs> yeah. Especially Aka Inu. Sure hope he doesn't end up in a more high position of power at one point. <laughs> yeah, so Kobe's going through that. There's an order given to just kill all the pirates, which wasn't that what they were already trying to do? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, weird. But uh, Kobe's like running around, uh, not in the manga, but added in the anime is him tripping over a corpse. And he's like trying to get them up and then realizes they're dead. And he has like a locket of his family. Just to like really hammer home yep. <laughs> that these are people. <laughs> That's the most humanizing we've seen of a random uh, guy in the show, I think. It's interesting that like it is filler. It is extending the manga chapter, but I don't feel like it's bad. Yeah, it works pretty well. Like if I didn't know that it was added, I probably wouldn't have assumed it was, which is a compliment. Definitely. But yeah, so that happens further making Kobe struggle. And Kazaru uh, is shooting at Buggy with his laser beams, and he finally drops down the boys to law. Uh, Jinbei and uh, Luffy both get uh, sh- uh, shuttled inside of the uh, the submarine, and um, like Kazaru like builds up an attack, and Akainu builds up an attack to attack their uh, respective people that they're fighting. But no, someone steps in front of Akainu and yells out. That this is enough. It's Kobe. Yep. Kobe yells and stands in front of Aki Inu and says, like, haven't you done enough? We've already won. Ace is dead. <laughs> Whitebeard is dead. Going on with this war just means more people are dying. Even the Marines are people. They have families. And that goes on for a little bit. Really great voice performance in the dub, though. Uh, it's, uh, it's always impressive when, like, I feel genuine emotion come out of English dubs. Maybe that's a. Uh, maybe I just need to watch shows with better dubs, but I don't know. It's nice. <laughs> well, dubbing didn't get good until like six years ago. That's yeah. I, I kind of, <laughs> from what I've seen, I agree with that. It maybe that's a rude generalization, but there's like, that, that's a thing that like, there's a lot of a uh, bad fucky stuff with the Netflix redubbing of Evangelion, like not even reoffering parts or anything. Mm-hmm. But also that original Evangelion dub is uh, not not great. I'm not a fan of it. The the thing really with well, anything that was dubbed that's like older is that like people involved don't sound like they give a shit. Sometimes. Yeah, I think uh, that's usually yeah. where my problem comes from or just like weird translation decisions that like you can tell that they're doing something weird. Yeah, I. it's interesting how like dubbing has evolved over time like even just now thinking like would jojo be successful if it was dubbed three four years earlier than it was like if it was being dubbed in 2012 when it was airing the first time Mm -hmm. would it have hit as hard because even the fact that like jojo i mean jojo is an old manga it didn't get like a uh i mean it was adapted in the ovas and some people like those um but like I i love the ovas they're great yeah there's there's people who like them some people hate them <laughs> i understand why they would but also the yes. voice acting in those is really funny uh-huh yeah it's it's of a different time um which to be fair <laughs> jojo is meant to be funny i think there are people who take it far too seriously oh yeah but uh it really hit a good stride in 2012 when david pro got their hands on it and they did a very very good adaptation like they understood parts one and part two very well yeah and ca- kept going with with three which is 
a weirder arc or a weirder part in general to to adapt um and it had been adapted before but so that's going on and i think a lot of people were picking it up from there but it like exploded into a viral sensation after it got dubbed and i don't know if that would have happened if it was dubbed at another point in time and like even like the funimation dub is so far behind of one piece i think it's better than it would be if it wasn't like i think if it was if like they were if the four kids kept going obviously it would be a disaster but like even (laughs) if just like uh another studio or something got their hands on it so much earlier like in the mid 2000s or something then i think it would just be I mean, no, it, it would be different, and I th- I think it's very good as it is now. Anime dubbing is strange, and it's I especially looking at like Ghibli dubs are Ghibli especially dubs weird, just because they get like real actors and not like voice actors, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's well, kind of a, that's what's always wild to me. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So many of them were done by Disney uh, early yeah. on, and they were like, "Yeah, well, we need big names. People know names, and like some of that sometimes that works." Michael Keaton's great in uh porco rosso and um fucking the the fanning sisters i think are in totoro like so sometimes it works (laughs) um but then you get like who's the hot boy of the month at disney to be in fucking nausicaa and it's like who fucking cares (laughs) (laughs) anyways dubbing is fascinating i find it fascinating much like i find i find any localization fascinating but like uh dubbing and live action are especially that i figure we'll probably that i figure the netflix stuff for one piece whenever it does come out will probably be something we do on the patreon yeah i'm scared for that i mean apparently the writer is like a big one piece fan and like well, gets it but there's gonna be two things that happen and i don't like either of these outcomes because i'm a mean grumpy baby yeah um one is it's it's really bad, and people go One Piece. This is proof that One Piece is bad, so I don't want to watch One Piece. Or it's people like it a lot, and it's good, and they go, I don't want to watch the sh- the anime because I'll get spoiled for the s- second season of Netflix. Yep, yep. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it in between of those. Unfortunately, there might. I mean, there's probably going to be some people who check it out. And like so. it, but it's yes, I agree with you that there will probably be a lot of both of those two camps. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Like part of me is like, oh yeah, so the writer gets it. Are the directors gonna get it? Are the actors gonna get it? Do the producers get it? Because like even just like concurrent to all of this, Netflix is trying to do another live action uh last airbender, and the original creators left the project. They were like, We don't like yeah. this, we're leaving. And it's like, do I trust Netflix? To handle any of this, like even like yeah. hiring There's the right writers the, uh, is not enough. The uh, the Cowboy Bebop Netflix live action just erases a character. Great, it erases and it conveniently erases the character that would cause like conflicting opinions because there's like Ed Ed is basically like some the closest you have to like a, a queer character in that show for sure because they 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 constantly like talk about like are you a boy or a girl and they're just like I'm Ed. Like constantly yeah. do the show. They're voiced by a woman and stuff, but they never make a big deal about like mm-hmm. what it is. It's just like quick jokes because no, like the the character's parent, like dad, isn't sure <laughs> if they're a yeah. boy or a girl. So like they just remove that character because they probably be like, well, if 
they had put their foot down as like a baby's so like no matter what people be mad so you just don't get the character is what i imagine is what happened it would be so easy to just literally do that word for word of just like not having them answer cast a non-binary actor they exist yeah and that's it and then you're done and then you have representation and not like rather than just erasing them to avoid uh, anyone being mad and the only people who be mad are people you shouldn't pander to anyway it's fucking we're just fucking yeah. dunking on a steam review complaining that a star wars guy game makes the empire the bad guys like you don't need to cater to these fucks who cares yeah. if they're mad and like the, i think the character the character is important for a lot of stuff that happens in cowboy bebop i haven't seen but it. the biggest the, the biggest thing i think that the character does is like a universe thing because I pulled it up so I could get it right because I think this is important. The character's name is Edward Wong Howe Pepelu Tivruski Four, the fourth, and they have like red hair and they have tan skin and what the character and they're from Earth and what I think the character represents most is how like blended Earth is in that time period. Yeah, like they have names that come from all over cultures. They have kind of like uh, an amalgamation appearance of a lot of cultures combined, and that's a really nice detail. <laughs> That they mm-hmm. had in there. It's interesting. One day I'll watch that show, probably. It's pretty good. It's for, I was, for some reason, it's one of the highest rated things on Letterboxd, and I was like, that's not a movie. Yeah. There is a movie, but that's not a movie. There are some <laughs> shows that are treated that way. Um, <laughs> Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks The Return, Evangelion. There's a lot of things that are just uh, over the garden wall, weirdly. Um, yeah. Just, so, some things are like enough of a significant thing that Letterboxd yeah. keeps them around. Um, I wish One Piece was on there. Maybe when it's done, <laughs> no one will ever fucking mark it as complete. Uh, but anyways, I find all that stuff fascinating. Like, I'm not even like going into it with like, I, I go into all this shit with open mind because I want to like it. I want like, and I'm fascinated by localization decisions of like adapting stuff to different cultures or demographics. But yeah, I mean, it's Netflix. I have fear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for for reasons especially with the avatar stuff being concurrent with it yeah maybe, maybe it'll turn around it'll be like one with the new doctor strange or like the first director's left and like oh fuck that's never a good sign for these star wars or marvel movies and like mm-hmm. we got sam raimi in it's like yeah! oh okay so it's gonna be I better so fascinated <laughs> by sam raimi coming back and apparently fucking jamie fox as electro is gonna be in the next spider-man movie for the mcu and i'm just like please go full multiverse i want to see andrew garfield and uh toby mcguire and uh tom holland just all hang out fuck it i want that anyways i i I just think it's very like i i hope it is just a petty thing where sony's like we need to canonize all of our attempts into the mcu (laughs) like we we just need to make all of it solid which to be fair spider-man 2 is probably more liked than 80 percent of the mcu like as far as superhero films go we're extremely off topic we are it Kobe's was having a breakdown trying we, to uh yeah stop we, everyone from fighting we were on too good of a pace for this episode to be short so we, <laughs> we need we needed to go off on one <laughs> um but yes mental breakdown kobe Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts podcast. 
Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and This Is My Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at ArgonautsPod.com. We were talking about like had we both read it as or you you compared it to mantra immediately. I didn't even have to tip your hand, <laughs> but yes, I I do read it as a uh, the observation hockey or um what is it actually in Japanese? Kenbun shoku is how is the word. Color of ob- observation is the viz translation. Funimation just says observation, which is interesting. And yeah, mantra, which um literally translates to mind rope <laughs> does uh does rope dad have that uh no i think he has a uh, physical ropes <laughs> oh dang what if he he got like the rope rope fruit that's it's very interesting that he is seemingly just a man <laughs> with ropes <laughs> also i i meant to bring this up so now i gotta because i mentioned devil fruits mm-hmm. i was thinking about <laughs> This is a really dumb conversation, <laughs> like idea, yeah. but like, actually, no, I'll get to it when it's more important. Never mind. Okay. It's something I can bring it up that, that it, actually ha- that I that is relevant to something that happens in this episode. I just okay. remembered so it's chunk. So never mind. I just I just remembered <laughs> I was reading. I was unfortunately reading the comments on Funimation. And this <laughs> isn't something like I. this isn't a, like a confirmed thing at, at all. It was just a very interesting theory I'd never considered of just like because we literally don't see what happens under that cloak. Someone was like, we don't know that Teach has a weird body. What if he combined it with like one of his rings or something? And I, uh, while that's very funny and interesting, I don't (laughs) think that's what happened. I do think he just has a fucked up body. That seems like a boring reveal for later. That, 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 that doesn't make the reveal nearly as interesting, but I do think that's a cool idea that if you put it into a ring, you just have like a ring that can do that power. Like you can shoot fire out of your ring. Then it becomes like a fucking uh, Elder Scrolls ring. Right? A little, yeah, but you're just literally enchanting an item. But like, yeah, yeah, we've seen like dog gun. We've seen elephant <laughs> sword. So like, I, I guess does that give your ring sentience and you have to like agree with it? That's, I don't know. Who could say? Curious to uh, never re- return to that idea ever again. But I wanted to mention it because I thought it was funny. So where are we? All right. Yeah. So we literally left off with Kobe yelling at Aki Inu. <laughs> Yep. Very dramatic moment to just completely derail the episode. Yeah, remember when Akainu caught a guy trying to run away and just melted him? Yes. <laughs> Surely anyway. he will appeal to Kobe's good faith. <laughs> oh no, he says you better run and goes to kill him. Now, again, this might as well happen. <laughs> Something stops Akainu's attack. What did you think it was before it happened? <laughs> Did anything cross your mind, or were you just like, whose sword is this? I I had no idea what it could be. I was I was just like, there's a sword, what the fuck is going on? And then very quickly, they let you know. Uh, Shanks! Yeah, Shanks is here! Shanks! That's fucked That's up! That's my dad! <laughs> oh, Shanks. And Shanks is, he's gotten big. 
Shane, yeah, we. This is the first time I think. I, I mean, I guess we saw him in some Ace flashbacks, but this is the first time we've like seen him in the present. Yeah, I ever. I guess unless you <laughs> unless you count the first chapters of the manga as the present, it really feels like just a prologue <laughs> flashback thing. But yeah, and the the anime frames it as a flashback because it comes in like episode five. Yeah, um, which is a smart call. Um, but Shanks. <laughs> it's Shanks. His one arm, his one sword stops Aka Inu, saves Kobe. And everyone is like, I, I like, because that's just how it ends. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. And he just like picks up the straw hat. He's like, oh, fuck, Luffy lost this. Yeah. This is done. We're done. Yeah. He, he says to Kobe, he's like, those moments of courage will change this world. We don't know if it'll be for the better or not yet. But it will. And then, like, yeah, other other red hair pirates are being seen, like someone holding up a gun to Kazaru to make him stop. Yeah. Uh, the ship comes in and fuck. Damn. Uh, shit. Uh, shit. The, the guns are definitely filled with, like, sea prism bullets, huh? I don't know. I guess so. Kazaru stops. So <laughs> for some reason or another, he's like, I don't want to fuck with the red hair pirates. But yeah, he picks up the straw hat, which I think is, like, an incredible final shot of just Shanks holding yeah. the straw hat but like not in the way that we want him to have it again yeah um i love what happens with the straw hat in these next two episodes but yes that is our big cliffhanger uh crazy uh the next one 489 everyone is reacting to shanks being here oh fuck oh shit <laughs> another uh, emperor is here now i i like i like the uh the reaction from the room. like, he was in the new world. How the fuck is he here already? <laughs> yeah, like, wasn't he fighting Kaido yesterday? <laughs> we need to do one of those memes where it's like, uh, Marineford is the big book, and then Marineford of Shanks wasn't caught in traffic is a small book. <laughs> uh, Law is watching this, and uh, they're starting to leave. The, the, the submarine's starting to leave, but he's like st standing in the doorway just watching all this shit. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's like, wasn't he just fighting Kaido? Uh, Buggy reacts. <laughs> <laughs> Buggy's like, why the fuck is Shanks here? Yeah, and he starts yelling at him. His crew is like, wow, he's even keeping up. He's even being a, a hard ass to the Emperor Shanks. Yeah, I, I think that's funny because the only reason Buggy is doing that is because he, he's known Shanks for a long time. So he has that just like rapport with him. Well, yeah. everyone else thinks it's like a buggy big, like this huge guy who's yeah. big and cool. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. It's like, yeah, Shanks became one of the four most powerful pirates in the whole goddamn world. But Buggy's <laughs> like, I was a crewmate with him forever ago. And for me, he's just a fucking guy who made me mad once. And I will always <laughs> treat him that way. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very, yeah, it, it turns into a very funny dynamic. Shanks is interesting because he has this like scary, like, I will stop. Aka Inu effortlessly. Uh, but he's also just like kind of still a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, like, oh hey, Buggy, can you do me a solid? And he throws the hat up to Buggy. It's like, can you make sure Luffy gets this back? <laughs> and Buggy's like, why the fuck would I do this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I'm trying to get out of here. He's like, ah, oh, oh, Buggy. I, I, I won't I can't give you that treasure map I want to give you. Yeah, I came I guess all the way here just to give you a treasure map. <laughs> a really good one. Yeah, which of Buggy's <laughs> like Buggy Buggy's like, well, I don't believe that, but I mean I guess it's eh, it's worth a shot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, Buggy, Buggy, Buggy goes to to do that. If someone asks, I don't remember the big boy's name, but there's a big boy, Lucky Roo. Oh yeah, I remember Lucky that because he's the big boy. Yeah, he uh, he's like Shanks. Are you sure you don't want to go see Luffy? It's been like a decade since you have. And we get some flashbacks, of course, to him giving the hat to Luffy, and he's yeah. like, "No, I don't think now's the right time." Because of yeah. course, the whole point is that he's going to give Shanks the hat back when he's become a strong pirate. Him, he's not just, a strong pirate yet. He he is a strong pirate, <laughs> but I don't think um, not strong enough. Yeah, I don't think I, I think Luffy would be distraught, embarrassed, and unhappy if his reunion with or re- reunion with uh, with Shanks was immediately after waking up from a coma when his brother died. Yeah. It shouldn't, like, Luffy doesn't want want to see Shanks at a low point. Like, Absolutely. The the meeting with Shanks, even though I I fear that giving the hat back is going to be more of, like, a sad thing than it is, like, a happy crying thing, that's mm-hmm. still my biggest One Piece fear. Like, I've said it too many times, but I still think he's going to have to fight Shanks, and he's going to have to, he's going to, like have to do something and give him the hat back when that happens. My my fear is that something's going to happen to Shanks and Luffy will have to fight whoever did it. And it will mm. My fear is it'll be Blackbeard. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, Sh- Shanks doesn't seem to have a devil fruit power, so he can take on Blackbeard just fine. That that's an interesting thing too is that sh- like there are people who is like without their devil fruit can't keep up as much. Yeah. Like literally it's what Akainu says like you're not used to feeling pain, Ace. Whereas, yeah, if Shanks is just a guy with a measurably strong hockey and other stuff, then he's he is the person to fight Blackbeard. Yeah. But yeah, great call. I yeah, uh, I think about how many characters in One Piece there are and how all these things have been built up with emotional weight. And I get very, very scared. Anything with Shanks is the thing that scares me the most. Yes. Shanks is a uh, many fears character. Especially as we get further and further into the story and bigger and bigger things keep happening and none of them involve Shanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but anyways. No, them being like, Shanks was fighting Kaido, now he's here. I think Luffy's fighting is like in a thing with Kaido right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is, is One Piece Endgame coming? <laughs> uh, One, Piece in, One Piece Endgame will last like several years, though, is the thing. Yeah, considering how, how long the uh, the stuff with Del Flamingo goes on, like, Oh, Dress Rosa. Dress Rosa is so busy, though. I, I, I'm excited for us to get to it. Hopefully us segmenting it off into podcast episodes helps it. I have to I haven't looked at this like I haven't even begun to uh, to do that work and make that schedule for us. But even just like I think the way we broken up Marineford has been really effective yeah. for its various beats. I think that could benefit Dress Rosa just because it is maybe juggling too many things in the air at once. As much as I like a lot of the things that's juggling, pick a few, which is kind of One Piece's uh, problem post time skip. Uh, anyways, we'll get there. Where Shanks? Yeah. What do you? <laughs> I remember making a shit post a while ago, and everyone got mad at me uh, on Twitter, where it's like, what? What is? What does Luffy say when he's being given back his his straw hat? And it's Shanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like thanks, but with a joke. Yeah. So Buggy says yes. He'll take the hat over to to Luffy. Um, Shanks says, no, I won't see Luffy now. I'll let him recover. I think it's very interesting how all of the things we're discussing now, all these huge world-changing events that are happening around Luffy, he's just not going to remember. It's got a real chain of memories energy. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I also, I like how all these things are going on, and then Shanks is having, like, a comedy moment with Buggy. His entire, yeah. like, interaction is just, like, goofy and silly. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like how people bounce off of Buggy, or how Buggy bounces off of other people. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Law is just about to close the door and uh, head inside, because Beppo is yelling at him, too. Um. I love Beppo. Respect for Beppo. I love him. Right before he does, Buggy yells and throws the hat in and uh, Shanks, or not Shanks, but Law uh, grabs it and is like, oh, okay, I have this now. And down they go. So he goes to work. Law goes to uh, work to save Jinbei and Luffy. Um, his crewmates ask if uh, they should use anesthesia. And he says no, because they're too unconscious to even yell regardless which is fucked up <laughs> yeah is that what they said in the dub yeah along those lines yeah the the subtitles just said that like they're like <laughs> they just said they've gone through so much pain they won't feel anymore <laughs> god yeah i mean both are bo- both are accurate ways to describe that um like yeah, yeah. like jinbei's knocked unconscious and he's taken a lot of damage luffy's even worse he might as well be comatose and he doesn't wear a mask i think law should wear a mask Law wearing a mask would be like a cool like character thing, I think. Like, Absolutely. He he looks like a dude who would wear like a mask as fashion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he should when he's doing doctoring. Law Law's doctoring. <laughs> um but yeah, they submerge. They're going on the way, and uh people are still trying to stop this. Uh Okiji freezes the sea, and they are they there's like a whole segment of them trying to outrun the freezing of the ocean. Which is scary more so because why does Okiji have that fucking range? Yeah. Like, even just, like, we, we saw him freeze, like, the entirety of Marineford 20 episodes ago. But it's like, for some reason, this is the moment where I'm like, why is he so strong? That's what, like, it concerns me so much about what... I, I guess I kind of get it with, like, the stuff that they talk about a little bit here with Whitebeard being dead and everything how like the reasons the marines aren't just like especially like aokiji and kizaru aren't actively hunting down like whitebeard and stuff because they've shown they, they're fully capable of to take him down is the uh the ripple effects that it would have on the rest of like the pirate world mm-hmm. if they di- went, did those kinds of things so they're in like a weird standstill yes with like the rest of the pirate like the whole world has been in a constant standstill up until this point Mm-hmm. With, like, the most powerful pirates, and, like, they can take care of the little ones because it doesn't matter, but someone like Whitebeard, you can't just go and take down because of the uh, massive effects it yeah. has on the world. Well, that's the thing, like, Shanks showed up. Like, it, there's, there, like, the, the, the scale of which people care about the, I mean, pirate otter in general, but, like, Whitebeard especially is, like, someone that everyone kind of admires within that world, and he's an emperor. Like, he's... Uh, taking one of those four emperors out rap like disrupts everything. And obviously all of this was kind of secretly weaponized by uh, Blackbeard. Cause he wants to make himself in that spot, the fourth emperor spot. But yeah, it's, it's uh, much like Whitebeard and now Blackbeard can r- truly flip the world over and uh, mess these seas up. Um, that's also happening metaphorically speaking. Um, but yes, they're outrunning the ice. It eventually stops, and they think they're okay. But joke's on you. Kazaru decides to fucking rain hellfire down. Yeah. And uh, it breaks up the ice and shoots at them 
and they had to escape that now too. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, terrifying. But it is. They managed to make it, or at least it seems that way. I, I don't remember who says it, but someone's like, well, if they're still alive down there going, Lady Luck is truly just on their side. Yeah, Aokiji says that. Yeah, which uh, he would be the one to say it to, being like, hey, we did what we could. If they're still going, they've earned it. I uh, I, I liked, I also, I liked when uh, Buggy comes back from giving the hat and talking to Shanks. And then Shanks, he's like, oh, yeah, I don't actually have a treasure map for you. Yeah. Uh, Buggy explaining why he's he hates Shanks. Um, and they give us the flashback of Buggy being a fucking idiot and eating yeah. the fruit on on accident. And that's where the dumb idea I was thinking about that I want to know is like when you eat a devil fruit, is it like instant or like could you if you like accidentally ate a devil fruit, could you like make spit yourself like <laughs> spit it out, it out or like yeah. throw it up or something? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. He just immediately swallows it. I'm trying to remember <laughs> how quickly it happens. And because in this lobby, we see some people eat fruits for the first time. Yeah, it happens like pretty much. We don't see what happens, but they like eat the fruits and then they go off. And then by the time that like we see what those fruits do, they seem to have a good understanding of the power. Yeah. And they're strong people to begin with. But yeah, um, Khalifa should have had his own type of fruit cowards. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> If if you can make yourself throw up immediately, would you still get like? Would you be able to stop it? Does it have to, how much through your digestion does it have to go? We'll have to write in to Oda and see. Oda, please. Two weird Americans want to know this unimportant detail. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's told people that the penis stretches. So, like, <laughs> yeah. what is this if not just that? Anyways, uh, there is a ship suddenly heading out, and it is Hancock. Uh, following uh she of course is yelling we will catch luffy at any cost we know what she really means Mm -hmm. and uh, off she goes (laughs) and yes shanks was lying to buggy his stupid followers admire him for yelling at emperor red hair shanks (laughs) and buggy immediately spins it around where he's like maybe writing with an emperor is actually good for me maybe it's the safest way out of here (laughs) yep so shanks you know strolls up you know he tells marco Look, this needs to be the end of the war. Mihawk, we see leaves, and everyone's like, "But, but you're on our side." And he's like, "I agreed to fight Whitebeard." Shanks is another story entirely, and he leaves. Um, and now Shanks walks up to the Marines and chews them out. He's like, "Hey," but basically repeating what Kobe said, and is like, "This needs to be the end. You've already won. Stop making more people die for for your I don't know." symbolic victory that you already have yeah also the there's a huge confrontation between shanks the shank like the shanks main tin and the blackbeard now main tin yeah that's a cool lineup they stand off and that's very and cool they show they show each person that person would theoretically be matched up with yeah it's such a cool thing that also <laughs> makes me like assume that maybe that'll happen one day but also <laughs> like you could see that happening either side with the straw hats yeah <laughs> which is cool uh, many fears of what the future may hold. But uh, yeah, so that happens, but they don't fight. Like Shanks is like, it would be pointless for us to fight more. And Blackbeard's like, oh, okay. And they do. Cool scar. Yeah, cool scar. I wonder, but the guy who gave it to you is like super handsome and cool. <laughs> you know, that's, that's fucked up considering Shanks has always had that. Yeah. Yeah, did he, <laughs> did he have it in the, in the Romance Dawn? Yes. Shanks scar. Uh, yeah, he told... He told Whitebeard that he got it from 
from Blackbeard. But yeah. It's in, Man, yeah, he's, it's, he's had that as long as we've known him, which is weird. Like he, he has, yeah, he has it in the Romance Dawn chapters, but he does not have it in like the flashbacks with Buggy. Yeah. So I would assume it happened once he's his own captain. Yeah. Oh, this is an interesting line that I think is scary. He tells Blackbeard that it happened. He it doesn't happen because I was careless. <laughs> yeah, Blackbeard's a dick. Uh, they don't fight though. Son Goku goes back to his normal dude mode. And um, Shanks, is, Shanks is like, everyone needs to acknowledge the losses that have happened on both sides and call it here. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he makes one other demand, which is that he says, let the Whitebeard pirates have, you know, take Ace and Whitebeard's bodies and be responsible for their burial. To which a lot of like vice admirals or whatever are like, no, fuck you. <laughs> We're the Marines. We're going to do what we want. And so Goku's yep. like, no, I allow it. Because you are Shanks, I allow it. Which basically that, <laughs> that's that like that's what the subtitles are saying. It's like because it's red hair, I'm okay with this. And I'm like, why? Why because of Shanks? <laughs> why because of Shanks? Uh, I don't know. Like it's for, I, for me. Like I feel like Shin Goku is agreeing with it more so because like this isn't exactly what he wanted to happen. He's like, I will give you. I will concede this. This execution didn't go how we planned. And even if, like, yeah, we kind of wanted those people dead, it didn't really happen by, like, the rules that Son Goku tries to follow. So he concedes at least, like, that honor back to the Whitebeard Pirates. And, uh, yeah, but it, it is interesting that it, Shanks being the one who asks it being significant to, to him. I don't know. Son Goku's honor is questionable at all times. Which is <laughs> just kind of true of any depiction of, like, this person honors the rules and has a sense of justice, but also he's a fucking cop. So like, there's also like uh, honor for whom and in what circumstances. And it's interesting how that's juxtaposed, of course, to Akainu, who's just like, no, fuck you. I'll murder you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Sengoku allows that and declares that the war is over and the Navy has won. <laughs> we see Anks, uh, we, we see Shanks going over to, to Ace's body and Whitebeard's body saying, good, you know, goodbye to them and we see the submarine escaping and that is more or less the end of marineford isn't uh isn't it fucked up that buggy got to see shanks but luffy didn't yes <laughs> yes it is like like they don't need to meet right now again but it's fucked up that the, the dumb clown is the one who gets <laughs> to see shanks and not not the rubber boy i mean it makes for like really interesting scenes though like, it's cool to see them yeah. interact again and just be like, oh, hey, I know you. <laughs> um, we are going to cover uh, one more episode, though. Uh, 490, technically, by the episode guide's uh, description, uh, the beginning of the post-war arc. Um, but I like it as a little capstone here. Luffy's still unconscious in it, so. Yep. I, 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 like, I like this idea of just doing a whole episode of the podcast where Luffy is nonverbal. <laughs> But yes, this is this is the the response. Everyone is is learning that the war is over uh, and responding to it in various ways. It's very first off, it's weird that like the news coming out of the radio is like distorted. I don't know what they gained from that as a storytelling decision to have them have to repeat it twice for people to hear it clearly. But then in a very bizarre choice, we see like all the Marines and people celebrating and like happy music's playing. And it's like, I'm sad about this. Like, the war is over. 
But like the, I don't want the Marines to win. I don't like these deaths, and we're watching people celebrate it. It's just very bizarre because we're, we're we're so used to seeing celebration, party time, music, and and celebration scenes when we agree with the results. But this is the only time I think we ever seen it turned the other way. It's uh, it's fucked up considering there's a whole like part of history that the world government, the Marines, don't want people to know about. That is always so, a thing looming over us. I so think. like they, they, I, I wouldn't say they won this war. It's like a, it, it's that's like a draw. Like they, they, they got what they wanted out of it to an extent, but also like they're not in great shape after it. Yeah. Like they, they got Whitebeard and Ace, but like Whitebeard wasn't beaten by them. But they can spin that, and Ace wasn't taken the way they wanted it to go so yeah <laughs> it just seems like a draw to me mm -hmm. and Whitebeard, uh i i like it <laughs> I, I like it one of the so places where they're celebrating like some gunshots go off and a like a group of pirates like Whitebeard said the one piece is real so haha we're pirates like <laughs> it seems weird to me that like i i, I guess there's probably people who are pirates because they want to like just do bad things and they don't care about the One Piece. Maybe like hearing, oh, the One Piece is for reals from one of the biggest pirates it invigorates them. But I feel like if you're a pirate in any sense, like you believe in the One Piece, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like, like you'd, had, you'd have to be. There are certainly people who are just pirates to be pirates. Like that's something we kind of dug into with Bellamy, too. I'm just like, oh, fairy tales are made up. Who cares about <laughs> dreams? I'm just here to make money and do my evil bidding. And even Blackbeard's like, no, believe in your dreams. One piece is real, but then we realized later that he's Batman. <laughs> that, that's that, that's interesting to follow up on again with with Whitebeard yelling it. But yeah, we've dug into that before. There are people who don't believe in that shit. But yeah, that's a lot of this episode is is that. Apparent. I was reading the the episode notes on the wiki. Apparently, the delay is just in the anime, not in the manga, <laughs> which <laughs> makes sense to me. The this they show some some anime like they showed the G two place and. Some other marine places celebrating that, um, I guess, are just in the anime. But uh, yeah, a lot of just people uh, responding to it and having their concerns. Like we see Beje, our, <laughs> our, our main man, Capone Gang Beje, is worried about like the places that are Whitebeard's territories. Like what will happen to those places, how people will fight over it. And um, Bonnie's really upset. Remember Jewelry Bonnie? She's really upset about Blackbeard doing all this, and we don't know why. We don't know what connection she had or to whom. Uh, Apu! Was she Ace's girlfriend? Uh, that would be hot. I'm sure there's fan fiction. <laughs> probably. They're both very attractive characters who are cool, and I like them. There's probably some bad fan fiction, um, actually. Uh, Apu, everyone's favorite looking man, Apu, is confused why Law would help Luffy. They, like, he, goes, he goes on to say, like, Law is one of the most ruthless people from North Blue. Why would he just help Luffy? What's he got up his sleeve? What does he have planned? Who could say? Uh, Hawkins likes to use his stupid fucking cards to tell the future. And he's uh, like, I keep trying, but it keeps telling me that that there is a chance that Luffy's alive. Like, then he's probably could. Well, like, there's a chance think, he's not dead. I think the thing is that he can't get a clear answer either way. Like he's like hmm. shaking up his eight ball, and it's like unsure. Try again. I, I think we should reboot One Piece, but Hawkins has an eight ball, like a magic eight ball. <laughs> I like that more. That's more fun. Yeah, uh, it had to be in the, the four kids dub. 
Eustace Kid and his uh, second in command killer are watching <laughs> uh, the, the 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 new era start. We see more people celebrate. Uh, you mentioned the pirates who are like, oh, "One piece is real. Let's go." Yeah. One example of the fallout we see is a place called Food Vaulton, in which it was under Whitebeard's protection, and now it is being assaulted by uh, someone else. But we only see their captain's hat. Maybe we'll learn more about them later. Maybe it will matter. Maybe it won't. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Back at Marineford, Son Goku learns about Impel Down. Like, what exactly happened there? And he learns uh, that, you know, uh, what's-his-face? Magellan is just completely fucked. Yep. And um, he's recovering. And he feels bad about everything. Son Goku's just like... Basically, he's like, I guess more people were released. Uh, or, I, I don't know. There's, like, mixed... More more people ran away from the prison that um the marine like the the marines won't let them release information about because it's too much of an embarrassment to let people know that awful people are now just running amok. But they also explain uh exactly uh what happened when Blackbeard was there, which is he goes down to level six and he says, Hey, everybody fight to the death, and whoever <laughs> lives joins my crew. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's real fucked up. And uh, yeah, we see who he kept is the worst of the absolute worst. So yeah, uh, meanwhile, we see that Doflamingo is uh, trying to murder Moria with a bunch of pacifista. Yeah, he's just, that, that, he says something menacing. Cause he does. He's like, you're not strong enough to be uh, Shibukai going forward. And he's like, who told you this, Sengoku? He's like, uh-uh, someone even higher. Hi, think higher up the ladder. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the end of that scene. Yeah, it's terrifying, but also fuck off, Gecko Moria. You look weird. I don't want to see you anymore. Yeah, it's not a huge loss uh, <laughs> in my book. I'm fine with Moria never showing up again. Um, but I do have stress about everything <laughs> Doflamingo does, um, and that's the last that we see of him for a while. <laughs> I think back on the submarine. Uh, this is an anime added scene where it's just a little bit too warm, and uh, Beppo gets sweaty and assaults his friends with his sweat. And that's why they topsize so he can breathe. And uh, up on the surface, out in the fog, they are suddenly confronted by a marine ship. Oh, no. Oh, it's Hancock. It's fine. Beppo's terrified. He doesn't know what we know. He's like, oh, shit. Warlord has tracked down, tracked us down. Uh, but Hancock's like, don't worry. They're all stone. <laughs> if there's any way I can help Luffy, I will. And uh, Law comes up and says he's stable. And she's like, is he going to live? And he's like, well, he's know. stable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's really up to him what happens next. Ivan comes also on the Marine ship. And he says that you better show Luffy love if you want him to survive. And uh, it's okay. Law's in love with him, so we'll be fine. My, uh, every character just kind of falls in love with Luffy. And he doesn't notice because he is Arrow Ace. But I, it, I, yeah, everyone, everyone loves Luffy. Can you blame them for falling in love with Luffy? No, no. <laughs> Uh, Jinbei decides to waddle up to the top deck despite being dead. Yeah. Everyone's like, no, you can't. You have to rest. And he's like, I can't rest knowing what Luffy's gone through. His, his concern should terrify you too, Jory. Uh, he's like, I worry what Luffy's mental state will be like when he does wake up. It's fucked up. I mean, that's, yeah, like, you gotta, like, <laughs> we've of course seen all of this now come to its logical conclusion we've seen the war end you gotta think about what luffy experienced immediately before conking out 
Like Luffy, Luffy is someone listening to our podcast that doesn't hear this episode we're recording right now. <laughs> they accidentally skip it, so they go to they go from uh, Ace dies to wherever he wakes up. Yeah, and that's the thing that we should worry about and keep in mind. Um, Hancock offers up taking him to Amazon Lily and keeping him safe there. This shocks everybody, but not us, <laughs> because we watched the Amazon Lily arc. Yeah, so she goes to see him down in the submarine. And to be continued, we'll see the fate of Luffy next time. <laughs> so, yeah, the war's over. Many things have shifted and will continue to shift. Uh, but for the foreseeable future, I think we're really just going <laughs> to see if Luffy's going to make it. Uh, I hope so. I hope so, too. I think the show would be better if Luffy is in it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. We did it. We have successfully, as a podcast, gone through the Summit War. We're not, we're not, you know, all the way done with this half of the show. Half in air quotes, because everything after it is long as shit. But <laughs> Oda has called it the halfway point, um, the time skip, which we're building our way towards. But uh, yeah, how you feeling? This, this episode isn't really, like, emotionally devastating. No. The, the way that, like, a lot of things were. Obviously, we will probably deal with some more emotional devastation as, you know, we check in on how Luffy's doing. But that wasn't really the, the case. This was really sort of, like, big things happening, big people showing up and being like, what the fuck does this mean about this person's strength or the effects of this in the world to come? You okay? <laughs> I think so. You feel I hope good? Luffy's okay. Yeah, I hope so too. We'll check in on him like next time. See, most of the stuff that's happened, I'm satisfied with. It doesn't like hurt that, like Whitebeard said. Yeah, um, we didn't know him that long. I think like we acknowledge that it's sad, but it's it's like yeah. it, it also comes after Ace. Like I think yeah. if it happened first, I think it would be dev like a different level of devastating. Also, you'd have to watch Ace grapple with it. Yeah, I I also think, like, it seems very clear from the start that he has gone in with, like, the intent yes. to not come back. Yeah, I think, I think you know, you probably hope for him to make it, but the show is never subtle about his condition or his age or or, in, or his intentions, even. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it feels like an inevitability and, like, it doesn't, like, I don't know, it makes us hate Blackbeard more, but Whitebeard dies with, I think, all of the viewers' respect and admiration yeah. you don't cry for it. i mean i'm sure there are people who are sad about it but it's 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 a very different emotional beat than ace's death it feels bad but yeah but you don't i don't know i didn't cry yeah i was just like oh no i, I just thought it was fucked up how how yeah it's, it's more of it. like oh like, blackbeard you son of a bitch it shows like how bad of a guy he is because like you said like if it was just blackbeard blasting him that's that's like a little cowardly, but still sucks. But telling all his friends, yeah, blast him too. Join in, shoot the old man. <laughs> well, we did it. Marine first. We, we were supposed to do this next spring. Shout out to our patrons. If you're not a patron, um, thank our patrons because that's why this episode came out now. Um, but also consider joining. Uh, this is our second. I, I had a. I had a good good idea. I was going to lead the episode with this question, but I have an oh. idea of what we could do for a Patreon episode. Oh, what's up? I, we have a plan for October currently, but w uh, what's your plan? Uh, we don't have to do it for this month, but just at some point, I, like, 
I, I was I was thinking of asking you like, let's say Ace doesn't die, how how do we like write him out of the show and like write One Piece from that point? Because if Ace didn't like, I think if Ace like survived, there would have to be something that takes him out of the picture in a sense, you know. Hmm. I, I have an idea, and if you think this is a good idea for a Patreon for a second, for a second, <laughs> I thought you were wondering what would I thought you were asking me what would four kids do. Um, no, I think which, what how I'm you would do I'm it. In that question too. <laughs> four but, kids as well. Yes. <laughs> but like, how do you, uh, how do you like nerf his significance? Yeah, to, to I imagine I, I have the rest I have of the show with, yeah. a good idea in my head, but I want to save that for if we do this. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I think uh, let us know in the Discord too. Because um, the thing fantasy is, fantasy booking Ace's uh, survival. Yeah, because I wonder, like, at what point should we dig into that? Because <laughs> I don't think it's really even a spoiler to say that, like, Ace is missed. Like, it, people don't just forget about Ace. Like, he will he yeah. will continue to be a significant. <laughs> player especially in like you know in like for luffy's perspective for the rest of the show but anyways that's a really interesting idea i could certainly i think that would be a fun uh little what if exploration um the the guy that memorized patreon used to do episodes like that but i know that we did like uh we were always very jokey like when we joked like i think we joked that the next kingdom hearts game should have been a rhythm game but now we got it. So I think Namura actually listens to our Patreon episodes. But yeah, no, uh, let us know in the Discord. Um, if you're not in the Discord, you can join it by going to theorgegoves.com, clicking the link at the bottom of the page, and uh, let us know. Chat with us. and Or you can even get at us on Patreon if you want to comment on this episode's post or uh, message us. Um, that's certainly a way that we'll make sure we see it. Uh, just no spoilers. I don't know if Jory's ever on there, but just to be safe. But yeah, our Patreon is patreon.com slash op. You uh, support us at a dollar uh, to get these episodes uh, two days early. We always upload them on the Wednesday before uh, the public feed gets it on, um, on Fridays. And uh, you also get our bonus stuff. We've been playing video games lately. Um, our plan right now for October is to, uh, to do the first Toriko crossover. Um, so oh, it's the, yeah. the first episode of Toriko. And then, like episode, like four ninety two of One Piece or something. Um, mm-hmm. Our 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 it, it's it's the kind of thing where it's like it makes people watch both. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna talk about those. And uh, I know I think maybe not November, maybe just at some point. I want to show you Burning Blood um, and play a little bit of Versus as well. But uh, yeah, we have we have a lot of ideas floating around. I need to get uh pirate warriors 2 running well so i can show you that but i, I also need to like see it might be after fishman island because i think it has some some attacks that we won't see until then hmm. a lot of fishman island this isn't really i think a spoiler to say but a lot of fishman island is like let's just see how strong everybody is now let's show off their techniques now <laughs> <laughs> which is fine i like it oh yeah but uh it does mean like you know there's there's some movies and stuff that uh while we or past the time skip, they use a lot of Fishman Island stuff. But anyways, support us on Patreon. Thank you so much to everyone who does. A big thank you to all of our Patreon backers for this episode. Adam B., Adam W., Andrew, Ashok, Captain Moke, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Damien, Deus Aquius, Aquus, Eric V., Heidi, Jay Harkins, Jackson, Jamesus, Cat D., Cat F., Ken, Kyle, Lucas, Mallory, Marcus, Martin, 
Morgan, Miss New Vegas, I believe that is. Peter, Riley, Stella, Stephen K, Stephen P, Tyler Diaz, and uh, apologize for this one, Vitike, Vetik. Thank you very much for uh, your Patreon backing. And uh, just a reminder, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but because we do the first and third Friday of the month, um, there won't be an episode in two weeks. It'll be three weeks because it'll be the first Friday of uh, November. So there isn't an episode on the 30th. It'll be a week later on the 6th of November. Instead of an episode, just imagine, like, just think about Brooke because he's a skeleton and that's spooky and that's like right by Halloween. That's true. He is spooky, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. So uh yeah, support us on Patreon. Thank you if you already do. And uh Jory, where could people find you on the internet? We'll talk about your predictions after, as always, <laughs> but what what's up? Uh you find me on Twitter at no I'm Jory, where I've got tweets and stuff. Are you finally that's gonna late. tweet oh that's the scar. Because you every you you regularly <laughs> tweet he still doesn't have it. <laughs> maybe maybe if i remember when this goes up <laughs> uh in two that's a weeks? good idea i can probably remember that yeah where that's if if you like video game stuff for i don't know my life has been taken over by anime girls that play video games online oh yeah so that's where you i'm res- at, at you this resisted point. for a little bit here's here's what it is i don't have the attention span to read subtitles and watch someone play a video game uh-huh. But now that they have ones that speak English most of the time, I can I can do it. That's fair. <laughs> but I um I make I made a dumb video. I don't even know if I plugged that stupid stupid video I made one time. Which one? The soda, the Mountain Dew one. Oh, uh, you, you you did, yeah, your Mountain Dew. Uh, okay. Yeah, I wanted to do more, but then I went to do stuff with my camera, and, like, none of my microphones for it work. Damn. So, so uh, and I'm not using the onboard microphone, because that thing sounds like garbage. So, I don't know, maybe I'll shoot one from my phone, because for some reason a phone's microphone is better than a fucking camera's. Well, it is designed for talking, <laughs> primarily. Yeah. I would also just suggest, like, just do just do all of the voice over and post. Just, just... Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I did for the f- first one, but I, I have some idea... I, an idea I have for the next one I want to do requires me to have, like, live audio. Because uh, I don't want to match... I don't want to match uh, lip flaps. Oh, I'm sure. I'm not a dubber. I'm not going to dub over myself. <laughs> but... Well, I think what we need now is a jewelry puppet. Because <laughs> I think that'll... I think that'll break the immersion that you need. <laughs> Uh, I'll get a a jewelry puppet. Well, well, this is a joke that's for like us, but will a jewelry puppet be like haunted by a genie? Uh, yes, <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> and no one knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I have podcasts and stuff on here. There's one about wrestling, one about King of the Hill. I'm on that one about Pokemon sometimes. Champs in the uh, making. You know, I didn't realize how far behind the like live public feed is so it's like two months Patreon. yeah it's it, I, it's it's like five yeah behind. well we uh episodes come out on the first and 15th of every month in the public feed but i remember like just a couple days ago it was like october 1st was like the main feed got episode 21 and the patreon got like 27 yeah but yeah because <laughs> I, I looked at the most recent one i was like the animal crossing was like what the fuck yeah <laughs> Well, was also there was the, there was the one that was recorded on Halloween that came out in December, and then the public feed it came out this like this <laughs> summer. 
which is very funny. Um, but yeah, Champs in the Making is a nice little Pokemon ranking podcast where we made a bracket with every Pokemon and we're just like seeing which one's the best. And the not a consistent cast, just rotating various hosts from the, the Orange Coast Podcast Network and guests sometimes. But yeah, you can listen in the public feed for free uh, twice a month. And uh, on the Orange Cove's Patreon, uh, $10 and up patrons get to hear episodes uh, hella early. Um, we're planning to record one right now. I might pop in. I'm just I'm just uh, watching it be it. planned. Yeah, they, well, that's the thing. They moved it to Tuesday and I'm like, oh, yeah, I might be free Tuesday. So I might be as well. I might go in and the last one I was on. I don't I, it's, it's definitely not on public feed. The last one I was on was just me andrew and riley and going through it like wow this goes by really quick what's just three people oh yeah absolutely <laughs> well yeah if there's a i wish i knew what episode number it is but there's one that had 11 people um i reckon like that <laughs> one was really fun that that one was just the the world's what we first thought about how the world's ending and uh, yes it was very early lockdown where it's like shit everyone's <laughs> kind of free yeah but uh yeah and like discord had a like up to the number of people who could be in a room. Yeah. But yes, 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 yes. Champs in the making should be plugged more often. Uh, my stuff, you can find me on Twitter at ghost of Joe, ghost of J. Oh, let's see. By now I have already streamed King's quest five. Um, definitely recommend checking out the VOD when I have it up on YouTube. I'll tweet about it on my Twitter, but I've been, I, I purchased some late eighties ephemera from the game. Uh, that I will be showing off on stream. I'm very excited about it. I love, I love ancient video game stuff. Like I have a hint book that Ooh. you need a, like a secret decoder card to read the hints. So I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be showing that stuff off. Does that, that also work as like the DRM for that one? Uh, or is the hint no. book like a secondary thing? Cause I do I, like when you, I know you put, you tweeted about like having to do the DRM <laughs> for King's Quest. I imagine it gives you like a PDF or something, right? Like yeah, the, the Steam that? collection comes with the PDF of the manuals and everything. There's also mm. a handy hint guide that's just like, here's all the potential answers to the <laughs> King's Quest Four. The first thing that happens is you, it asks you, like, what does this page, this paragraph, what's like the fifth word in it? And you have to type it in to play the fucking game to prove that you own it legally. And it's randomized. Yeah. There's like 40 different options. Uh-huh. It's huge. Um, but do, yeah. you know, do you know about like some of the fucked up measures that they did for those? back in the day like all the like just sierra in general or just old games just old games like sierra was pretty bad but like there's some of them that like when they would do those they'd have like the book the decode book or whatever mm -hmm. they print them on like paper that was like a dark red background with black text so you couldn't photocopy them yeah <laughs> like they do stuff like that like that's I, I believe that yeah well that's <laughs> a, that's a, it's it's a bummer because like so much preservation is at stake when you do that stuff yeah which certainly was not their fucking concern in the late 80s but like Absolutely uh not. yeah it's like also <laughs> it's like they don't want fucking the shit to be pirated which i also get but yes all of the you know king's quest collection on steam and uh while eight is a, a piece of junk that nobody should play uh it's also out there as well on uh, on gog i'll be streaming all of those games but yes uh you know watch the vods for the streams you missed if you're interested uh and then I think like the week after this comes out, I'll be streaming six, which I'm very excited about. And then I'll be doing seven right after that, because I want to finish up before extra life in November, which is the seventh. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for that. And uh, yeah, after extra life, I'll be streaming the new kingdom hearts game, King's quest eight. And then I'm planning to do throughout December, the episodic 2015 game. 
Uh, but yeah, I plugged uh, too many things. I didn't even say that I have another podcast called Got It Memorized, but just go to theorangegroves.com, join the Discord, listen to a podcast, um, yada, yada, yada. Thank you to our patrons once again. Jory, what the fuck happens now? Oh, man. Um, so Luffy's going to wake up with like amnesia and he's going <laughs> to ask what's, what happened. In like the last, I don't know. He's gonna remember losing his friends. He's gonna remember that part. So you, th- you think he's gonna go back to, po- like, you th- he- we're gonna go back to him waking up after being launched. Yes, it's gonna be. It's gonna be like that. No one's. G- no, everyone's gonna feel bad, and they won't be able to tell him what happened. He's like, "Where are my friends?" Like, "Oh yeah, at Sabodi, you got launched with your friends," and he's gonna be like, "Okay, cool." And because he 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 wasn't at that point completely worried about Ace, he's gonna he's not gonna think about it. And then someone's gonna accidentally say it, and and Jinbei's gonna be like, "Ah, oh, fuck! No, we can't do that." Shut 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 up. Ace is he's off adventuring. Don't worry, Luffy. Luffy reaches inside his hat, finds so a paper card. like, "Huh? It's not there." It's like, "Yeah, it fell out of your hat when he got launched." We're so sorry, man. <laughs> Also, like he doesn't know who Jinbei is in that certain situation. He didn't. Yeah. That's the thing. He wouldn't remember Ivankov, Jinbei, or Hancock. He, he, I feel like the, um, he's such a nice guy. All they'd have to be is like Jinbei would just be like, "I'm a friend of your brothers. Your brothers talked about you." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Cool. He told me to come You're here. You're my friend, and tell you that yeah. <laughs> uh, he loves you very, very much, and to never read the newspaper ever again." <laughs> Um, I don't know. How Han- I- I'm not sure how Hancock will explain it, but uh, she he's he's nice, so he'll get along with her and Ivankov. Yeah, everyone's just gonna have to. Pl- everyone's just gonna have to play a game to like not let Luffy find out about his brother. Yeah, I guess we'll see how much of that is true in November. Well, if it if it is true, I mean, sorry, <laughs> people aren't gonna tell Luffy what happened. They're gonna be telling Bon Clay what happened. Oh God, Bon Clay. <laughs> Because he's still pretending to be Luffy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that runner that we abandoned immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will be going through the post-war arc in November with our two episodes. And um, assuming that we keep our Patreon goal up, uh, new world next year, eventually. Um, But yes, all of that will certainly be true. Joy's never been wrong about anything. And, uh, until then, tell me (laughs) to be continued. Welcome to the best idea of a podcast of all time. This is Champs in the Making. Where we have made a bracket of every Pokemon that has ever existed and are putting them up in battles head-to-head. One-on-ones to scientifically find out the best Pokemon. Every two weeks, we gather up an assortment of hosts from the Orange Groves. And cut a bloody path through the Pokedex. Come listen to me defend the rights of crustacean-based Pokemon. Olga is a perfect little baby, and I will not stand for anything else. Deciduize the best fucking Pokemon because he looks like Robin Head. Shout some about why your favorite Pokemon is the best. Put them forward and insult Ambipom every two weeks, only on the Orange Groves. Uh, Puchina is the best, and my friends already knocked Mightyena out, which I'm sad about, so... 
now we're truly just living on the edge.